welcome back to the We Got Dibs podcast. And guess who's back in the motherfucking house? Hey. I am, yes, I am bartender. <laughs> and since y'all, I know y'all miss my voice. So I will be your moderator for this episode. And uh, and my co-host, I have CO. Hey, y'all. How you doing? <laughs> I have BZ. What up? What up? And last but definitely not least, my cousin, Lotus. Hey, cousin. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Ooh, so it is good to be back. I missed recording with y'all. I had lots of commentary listening to past episodes. I would get into those right now, but I'm not going to. Now, what you got to say? I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, but it was nice to see people carrying on in my absence. But yeah, so. And we missed you. Oh, in that nice. <laughs> So yeah, for those who are just now listening, shame on you, number one. Number two, I um, just gave birth to a wonderful baby girl. So I was on maternity leave. Yes. She is adorable. She is adorable, but she is tired. She's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but I'm back. So uh, what y'all, what have y'all been up to? Not as much as you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just dealing, well, I mean, I have a three-nager who's, you know, quite a handful. He's sitting right next to me, so per usual, expect an outburst. Girl, I, uh, yeah. I don't like you. There he is. Right on cue. <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what, what have y'all been up to this weekend? Lotus, what'd y'all do? Oh, man, girl. This weekend was packed. Our daughter had a twirl competition again. But actually, at our church, we're part of the Social Action Committee. And this weekend, we planned and we had a forum on the state of Prince George's County Schools. And um, Prince George's is where we live. Yes, yeah. Prince George's County, Maryland. Yay, PG Proud. But it was the beginning of some very necessary talks and discussions about educating our children and holding people accountable and really helping people understand that just being concerned isn't enough. You have to know how to reach people. You have to know how to engage your leaders and how to advocate at the state and the local level. So that's what we did this weekend. <laughs> Aww, yeah, that sounds very intricate. That sounds a lot more productive than what I did this weekend. <laughs> so Friday night, Austin's, my, my oldest, his school, the moms in our grade have like a monthly like mom's night out. So that Friday night, that was my first outing. That was nice. We did like a little book exchange. Oh, wow. um, mm-hmm. It was really like, I, I think that's where I am now in life, where I would rather go to somebody's house, have a glass of wine, exchange a book or two. And then come back home and go to sleep. Like oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely the grown and sexy type of events now. <laughs> yes. Ain't no more. Let's go out and stay out until 5 a.m. Let's see how late restaurants are open. That's not That's not what we're doing right now. I got to sleep. Man, we didn't make it past 2 o'clock last night. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me. He was like, you ready? I said, yep, let's go. <laughs> Listen, I already told y'all, if there's not a couch or somewhere to eat nearby, I'm not going. I'm not going. I need to get my stomach full and I need to rest my feet. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh, but and then today I saw Little with my sisters and that movie is worth the money. Like oh, it's, I, I got to go see it. I wanted to see it this weekend, but I couldn't get to it. Yeah, I will warn you. The acting's a little, a little shoddy, but overall, pretty much every, I think Issa is pretty good, but then Marseille, obviously she's, you know, younger, you know. so hers was a little touchy. And then everybody, all the other adults in there, it wasn't that great. Like, it, the acting wasn't great. But we laughed hard. Plenty okay. Of so it's worth the money. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. And I felt good supporting, you know, usually you buy a boutique, you like $11 for this. But I felt good supporting it. So I'm recommending everybody go see it. It's actually really funny. Awesome. Yeah, especially since the young girl, she's an executive producer. So that's big stuff. The youngest executive producer in Hollywood. Wow. Black girl magic. He just took it out of my mouth. Move. I feel feel like she is like a prodigy. Like she has to be a genius of some sort. Yeah. Like even the way she speaks and handles, like carries herself. Does. Yeah. Well, 
heard the backstory to her name and she was named after her cousin who was murdered in Louisiana as a teenager. I think she's always known she had a purpose because Mm -hmm. of who she was named after and why. So it's amazing to see that how the investment in her talents and her desires from her parents has allowed her to flourish at such an early age. It's a testimony to for real i'm gonna stop talking y'all y'all not gonna get on my <laughs> no 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 because i i feel i feel this like i wish that i had it in me to be that patient with my kids too <laughs> listen <laughs> I, I, heard. I <laughs> listen i said i'm striving i'm not quite there <laughs> i mean i'd be like directing directing who oh, you ain't directing another over here you better sit down somewhere <laughs> exactly if somebody uh who's that ricky smiley asked her do her parents punish her by withholding her check <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but in a respectful way. In a respectful way. Right, 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 right. Be easy. Do you have anything to add that you did this weekend? <laughs> well, other than what my wife already mentioned, I do want to say that I watched Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. Nice. Masters. It's all good, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of him, man. Came back from a lot. Some of it self-inflicted. Uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> but uh, back injuries and car crashes and okay, babe. And all that, <laughs> okay, we well, let's focus stuff. on that. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying he he, he been through a lot the last 10 15 years, but uh, he back on top a whole decade, yeah, yeah, you know. And it, it's weird for me because I've seen him on my television every Saturday, Sunday for like the past however many years. I forgot he was that I don't want to say old. But that seasoned as an actor. Yeah, oh, that, that hairline is gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I want him to let it go. Him and LeBron need to go to a bar. Yes. Go to a barber and just cut it off. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> Lord. Yes. Oh, so CEO, what about you? Did you do anything fun or exciting this weekend? Or this nope, week? I just went to a housewoman cookout and of course a three-year-old birthday party. It every weekend. Every week, and I just I'm like, why is everybody's nose running? Can y'all? What does everybody have the same girl, virus? The world. Everybody coughing. Everybody got something. Oh, I'm like, y'all should. Can we rescind our invitation? I don't want to be around this right now. This measles outbreak. I'm like, what? You know, right, right. Yeah, y'all vaccinated. Well, I think. Well, this was was uh, kids from his daycare, so they got to be vaccinated. Yeah, it's like, hmm. <laughs> But wait, why are we vulnerable now? I'm nervous. I'm worried about me and Chessa Braxton straight. Chessa, if you... <laughs> you better get them boosters. <laughs> my child straight, my uh, in-law straight, me and Chessa, I don't know. I mean, are we going to use my whole government the whole night? Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad, Lotus. Listen. <laughs> don't, we'll edit that out. <laughs> no, we cool. <laughs> Oh, no, man. I'm, I'm a little bit worried. I think if you've had a bad, because I know I had my titers. Te- is it titers? Teeters? Titers? Titers? Whatever. Tetanus? I mean, no. tetanus. Bye. <laughs> keep talking. Please keep talking. <laughs> I had them checked when I had, when I got pregnant this last time around. And so they'll like it, and they do it routinely. So if you weren't immune, they would let you know and make you get an MMR shot. So I think you're okay, Lotus. Oh, you know but, what? But I, I okay. Oh, yeah, because I think I did get one when I was... You probably did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just uh, try to keep away from little nasty four-year-olds. How about that? The scary part is, like, measles is one of those things where you can have one symptom. You can have all the symptoms. You can have no symptoms and have it. So I just, I, no, no, thank you. People, please vaccinate your children for the, the good of the entire country slash world. Amen. Okay, so let's get into these topics. First up is the Nipsey Fune. Did any I myself did not watch it? Did anybody watch it? Lotus, I did. I had to watch it streaming after work, but it was intense. It was real. Rest in peace to the brother. Yeah, yeah, that was a loss. I think more so. Not just the talent, but the impact that he was having. That fume, though, that thing was popping. I would say it was the realest thing I've seen on CBS News Live. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like he was, they did, they did, like, paid homage properly to him? I think it was well-rounded and, and really encompassed all of what we have learned about him that we didn't know before. So okay. I would say yes. And the, the, 
I mean, every, what was it, 21,000 in the uh, stadium? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. in the Staples Center. Staples Center. Mm. Um, I was just crying with the procession on how they were blocking the roads and stuff, but the whole thing was just, it's just tragic, and they sent him out and off well. There, I saw, I kind of kept up via, like, little Instagram clips, and I saw a clip of his mom in the the car, I guess, or limo, whatever it was, and she was jamming to his music. And I was like, you know what? I feel like, to me, that represents exactly the kind of person he was. The fact that his mom can jam and be happy to, well, happy-ish, whatever she was at the time, to his music at his homegoing service, to me, was just, it spoke a lot to who he was and how people, you know, weren't sad that he was gone, really, but just happy that he's probably in a better place and that his legacy can continue on. Yeah. Anybody, CO, do you? I did not watch. I mean, I followed along with social media, and I think what struck me the most is, of course, just people paying homage to him, but it made me think that we really need to give people their flowers when they're with us. Yeah. Because I'd heard of him, of course, as a rapper, as Lauren London's boyfriend, but I didn't know all the stuff that he was doing, and I'm kind of upset that I didn't know all the stuff that he was doing before he passed away. And we have to really invest in ourselves and not just, I don't know, come alive when someone's gone. It just, it doesn't, it didn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And you brought up a good point too. One that I thought of is I wish I would have known what he was doing while he was alive. I guess that's one of the good things that came out of him passing away is that now we know and somebody hopefully can continue on his legacy. But yeah, it's just sad that that wasn't at the forefront of who he was when he was alive. So. Yeah. yeah. And like, interestingly, I went on his, instagram today and like none of that stuff like his instagram said grammy nominated artist or whatever and i'm just like i mean even his own thing was just talked about his music career it had nothing wow. nothing to do with all the other stuff that he was doing so i don't know and you know mm-hmm. it's funny because a lot of people are like that like you don't hear the things that they do behind the scenes and they like to keep it that way, which I could see as, you know, I could kind of see it, but it's kind of good and bad to me because whereas they want to keep things private, they don't want to make it all about them per se. It's it's moments like this, like with Nipsey, like you said, where it takes them like something bad having to to happen to them. And then all this stuff come out and then you say, oh, wow, they were doing this, they were doing that. And it's not so much I say that it needs to be about them, but people want to support. People want to know what you're doing so they can contribute to it in any way. And that's why I think more needs to be said and done uh, when you hear about things like this, because you got people like Jay-Z. I'm just talking about rappers right now. Jay-Z and uh, the guy from Mississippi, uh, David Banner, Killer Mike. These guys, all those guys are like Nipsey's in their own communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it would be nice to know more about what they're doing, but yeah, uh, me and uh, with Nipsey, it just motivates me to be a better person, a better man, a better father, a better community leader, and because he did so much from the clothing line to his work with STEM projects, uh, I, I, I just keep going like uh, the co-op that he had in his community where people could come together and work but yeah it was inspiring Uh, i've been hearing a lot of uh, tributes to him on like podcasts and other forums and it just leads me to say what am i doing with my life to be honest the marathon continues yeah lotus did they mention any of that in his film the home going oh girl yes i will tell you so many of the stories. I loved the stories. I loved the memories. It was a whole bunch of N words thrown about, and I mean, they they were repping. Listen, but, they weren't they weren't in the church house, so that's <laughs> yes. And I think that they understood that that was going to be the medium that they needed, so they, <laughs> the, the venue was appropriate. But they did talk about what he did in the community, as far as one of the stories, how he got the. It was the area where they were selling stuff. I don't want to say a swap meet, but it was some land. And basically the landowner had to tell them, the property owner had to tell them to leave because the police were telling them if they remained there, they were going to shut them down. 
And so the guy said, I appreciate what you're doing. I see I wasn't able to you know, get anybody to come in this area. Now you've opened up businesses and brought in positive traffic flow and, you know, you're helping revive the, the area. And he said, the police told me, you know, I can't allow you to be here, but I can sell it to you. Mm-hmm. And so him and his brother and their friends, they hustled and they got the money in like 24 hours or some crazy turnaround. And that's how they acquired their first property. And so, you know, hearing how people saw what he was doing and they were doing at the local level, it took more than him and them to get that done. There were other people that had to give them a chance. And you see a lot now where you have young people and old people alike who have dreams, they have visions, but they can't necessarily get it done themselves. And if somebody invested in them, whether or not it was monetarily, time-wise to work with them and help them improve their pitches or, you know, get their stuff together. I heard something yesterday or the other day on our program where they were saying, you know, are you willing to invest wealth, experience, and wisdom? And ultimately, that's why I get from this is that Nipsey didn't do it by himself, but he had a vision and he saw it through. He was really a genius. They said he put together a computer and that was how they recorded their first music was he built a computer. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, again, it would be nice to know these, like to know these things. And not that that would change my perception of him or, you know, it would just be nice to know. Yes, yes. And I, I just want the last thing I'm going to close out, but his, one of his favorite songs by Stevie Wonder is my favorite song by Stevie. And Stevie performed it live. It's called Rocket Love. If you haven't checked it out, please do. But um, that made me cry too, because the song is kind of sad at, at the same time. It's kind of one of those bittersweet songs. But um, yeah, that's why I'm going to close it out. Aww, yeah. So See, and that's what... You brought up a good point, too. It's like everybody has their part in this. Everybody has their part. And I wish I would have known what his part was exactly before he yes, passed. Yeah. It was so wide ranging, too. Like, yeah, just the things he were he was involved in. Like, it went from, like, affordable housing to, like I said, STEM. He was about to, the community uplift in, right. in general, you know. So hitting all areas of aspects, social, economic, access, yeah. housing. Right. Mm, okay well our condolences and um our good thoughts out to his family friends just the entire community let's hope that everybody finds healing and that somebody continues on his legacy because it needs to be continued definitely yeah right moving on to these 40 acres and a mule i'm talking about reparations y'all right right. Uh, it seems like we've been hearing about them more frequently in the news and just all out i mean like we have georgetown university who is they just passed a, just approved a $27 fee for slavery reparations for descendants of the 272 slaves sold by the school in the 19th century. So what do y'all think about that? My bad. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm back. (laughs) You know, you know, it's going to go down over here, but yes, I think this is fabulous. I think that it's a direct, effort to remedy or to make strides in trying to atone for the the wrongs that happened in the past yes ma'am and um (laughs) (laughs) it is needed in a lot of institutions and i applaud georgetown and georgetown students yeah for thinking about this in the correct way and the nuances and not falling victim to yeah, well, that happened before, so whatever, it doesn't matter now because, you know, every, and anyone that's honest knows that it matters now. Yeah. And um, actually, a little tidbit is that my, I'm Catholic, my family's Catholic, and my sister sings in the gospel choir at our church. And maybe a year and a half ago, they sang at a, um, a program honoring the slaves that were sold by Georgetown. So, wow. Yeah. So just a little background. So basically... Georgetown is Catholic, correct? Yes, you just said yes. that. I guess the Jesuits used to own Georgetown. And so when like when funds were getting low, they would sell off African-American slaves Jesus. to get that money back. So he has to get the school out of debt or to use it for scholarship money. Ooh. So now, I guess a group of students went back and figured out 
they found some of the descendants. I think I read the number was 10,000 they found descendants. And so now they pushed for the school, adding a fee to give back to those descendants. And it's $27 fee. And the next step in this is that it now has to be approved by the school. My thing is, even if the school does not approve it, it's there. Like, they, it's clear the students want this to happen. They're fine with paying $27. So now it's up to the school to remedy the situation. Even if they don't, then it's out there. And you've, they've set a precedent for other universities and institutions to instill something like this. Because we know Georgetown isn't the only one. Yes, I read Yale, Brown, even Columbia is now looking into it because I guess they had an issue in Harvard. Harvard well, had it's something. probably all of them. I mean, well, I mean, I, those schools were built by slaves, so there's no way you can't tell me that they, you know, at least some reparations in that form. <laughs> well, I am hoping that this goes to my alma mater, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, because we do know that slaves did build our university. When I was at UNC, we fought to have their graves marked because they had unmarked graves. Mm. And I know recently there was a project by students who identified at least 119 names of slaves who built our university. So I won't say it will happen, but I will say I'm not sure when it will happen at UNC, but you know, they took down Silent Sam this year. So these kids, they ain't playing. And I feel so old saying that. Oh gosh. But um, <laughs> but it's true. It is true, though. But I'm proud of them, and the, I hope they keep pushing, and uh, we'll we'll get there. So right on. And no disrespect to our like my mom and her like our like our parents' generation, but I feel like these kids are not like now they have technology, they have access to information, and they're not playing. They're like yeah. I can pull up the information on my phone and show you right now that you owe me my money so I like, so for me i'm like yes yes do it because i'm I, y'all y'all got it y'all go ahead yeah yeah so i read that it says recently harvard law school removed its seal that featured the slaveholding royal family which endowed the university's first professorship harvard also put up a plaque observing the university had four known and named slaves working in the president's dwelling yeah so i guess harvard like some of them are trying to do it this way but i feel like money is more tangible like if you can figure out a way to give them what they're due or even i mean yeah let's just figure out a way to remedy a situation now that we know they can and you can find their descendants run them their money i think i sort of agree with you and i think it depends on the circumstances because you know they're doing reparations as far as like these universities and it's better in that way where they can connect directly connect the descendants to the slaves that were owned and sold by the universities. Yeah. Cutting a check to them makes more sense to me. But as we know, the, some of the presidential candidates are talking about reparations as well on a national level. And in that sense, I think cutting a check is going to be a little bit harder and I think in that way, I more support like the idea of putting money into social programs that directly help and affect African-Americans. I think that'll be more beneficial than writing out, I don't know, some $50,000 check to every single black person in the country. And I think putting those uh, programs in place will have a greater impact and effect and it'll be more long-lasting. And, and I su- I'm glad they're talking about it. It's 2019. It's crazy that it took this long for it to become possibly part of the Democratic uh, platform. But that seems to be the way it's looking because all of the candidates so far have a, a issued a statement on it. And most of them are in support of it. Some of them, a couple of them have kind of been dismissive of it. I'm not going to name any names. Uh, I was, well, listen, the answer you just gave was what he gave on, uh, I think it was The View, when he came on there. He said, I'm not for just handing out money because number one, where are we going to get that money from? Number two, I'm more so, he was more so talking about expanding programs that benefit the African-American community. So, I mean, what you just Wait, said, hold up. Bernie was worried about where money was coming from and he wanted everything to be free. Listen. Listen, they conveniently had to cut to commercial when he said that. Nobody else could ask a question. So, yeah, no, be easy. What you just said was what Bernie said. So, yeah, so going back to that, what candidates, what answers have you heard from candidates that you guys 
like as far as reparations are concerned? Or have you not really heard one that you like? I mean, the, what's the lady's name? Marianne Williamson. She's the only one that's kind of issued a detailed plan. She proposed uh, 100 a billion in reparations or 10 billion a year uh, to be distributed over 10 years for economic and educational projects. And I really like the idea. She put a number on it. She described what that money would be used for. And I guess you could kind of say that's probably where Bernie was getting at. But the fact that he was kind of like, oh, I don't want to just write a check. You know, that's why it seems so dismissive. It's like, you know, why start negative when you can start positive? And that seems to be what uh, Williamson uh, lady is doing. And so I like hers the most, but uh, the rest of them, uh, th- you know, they seem to be supportive of it. Uh, I think also, though, they're being very political and very politician-ish with their statements where they give a general statement, but they don't want to get too specific because then they, people will be able to hold you to it. And nobody wants that to happen. <laughs> so no, well, and I agree. I think it would be too. I would. I wouldn't say impossible. I think it would be too intricate, to too much red tape, and too intricate to try and cut a check to every black person who who is a, who is a descendant of a slave. <laughs> but again, we do have ancestry DNA now, so maybe we could figure it out. I don't know. Co, what do you think? Elizabeth Warren also is backing reparations, and she introduced a bill, and. And talking about it, she talked a lot about housing discrimination. Mm-hmm. So what her bill is, is to create a panel of experts that can basically figure it out. Because like you're saying, it's just, I mean, how do you do it? It's so, I mean, I, my, I can't even wrap my brain around what that would look like. So well, I think- and then, I, would we go to Native American? Like, I'm pretty sure Native Americans and... I, I just I, it's just too much mixed in like so mm-hmm. it would be hard to figure out and then if somebody is half descended like do you get them half like i don't know it's just like, it's a lot i think so, that's yeah. why it can't be direct payments like it like right. you said, it has to be a completely different thing that i think that none of us have any idea of what it would look like in the end <laughs> well and to be and be easy back to your point where you said they're giving political answers that very well could be because nobody we never really thought about i know i haven't haven't thought about this. So they could be like, I never really thought about it. Let me think about this and then give you an answer later on. <laughs> and to be honest, fair. Right. Fair. to be honest, they probably wouldn't have thought about it if it weren't for the Williamson lady coming out with this detailed plan and it's put a lot of them on the uh, defense uh, to where they have to say something about it because she's come out so forcefully about the plan that she's proposing. Uh, and it's gotten a lot of people's attention. They have to come up with something and, some have done a better job than others. I know a lot of them support Barbara Lee's bill to basically create a, a panel to study the idea. So like CO said, how are we going to do it? Uh, let's figure it out. And so a lot of them have voiced their support for that bill. But others just, you know, like I said, have done a better job. We'll see. I don't know if it's going to be the issue that turns... I, you're not going to be a single voter? Or a single issue voter. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's going to be the one, uh, but I think it's something that should be addressed, and it's it's important to a lot of people, a lot of Black people. Other communities have gotten reparations. The Asian community, Jewish people have gotten reparations. So why not us? True. Yeah, I think. Well, and even then, like it may not be anything in my lifetime, but maybe in my kids' lifetime. So, I mean, you know, it's, I think it's about time we got what we deserve. So speaking of giving credit where credit is due, our next topic is about a new father not giving his wife credit (laughs) for having twin babies. (laughs) If you have not seen this, there is a Reddit thread going around and it has sparked just mass conversation. So a man posted to Reddit asking if he was a jackass. For not wanting to take over the night shift. The answer is yes. <laughs> but I want to take over the night shift with a three-week-old twin. So ask. I will read what he posted and let y'all. Please do. It. Let's be fair to the gentleman. Please read. Oh it. Lord. Please. Please sit back. Please sit back. Go, go ahead. I'm glad he got one supporter on here. Right, because you know you. I, listen, it's too fresh for me. He ain't getting nothing from me. Okay. <laughs> so he said he posted. 
wife and I just had twins three weeks ago. I work while she does not. Th- that shade right there, first of all. Yeah, right. Second of all, I mean, if it's true, I mean, bro, but he was talking. What that mean? No, no, oh lord. Yeah. So he continues on. I help whenever I'm not working again, shade. But have told my wife she has to cover the overnight. Says I need sleep for work. She thinks it's unfair. However, she can take two-hour naps while they sleep. Uh, I can't do that at my job. A whole two hours. Right. Wow. Girl, listen. We even have a nanny that here four out of five work days this week. Up early on weekends and take care of them while she sleeps in. I'm not trying to get out of doing my part, but am I... What does AITA stand for? Am I... Am I asshole? Am I the asshole? Oh, yes, you are. But yeah, okay. So, <laughs> what do y'all think? Do you think he's being selfish? Is the wife being selfish and lazy? So, I will hand this over to be easy to get his part out of the way. Oh, wow. Out of the way. Thank you. Out of the way. I think this is fair. Uh, I think, you know, the fact that he works 12-hour days, seven days a week, not trying to get out of his responsibility to take care of his kids he's just saying look i have this job that i have to go to i can't take any naps i have to be on 12 hours he said when i come home i take over or help uh care of the kids and i let my wife go get rest and all he's asking for is overnight when you know the kids wake up and they want to be fed that he's allowed to sleep he does uh, things with them on the weekends. He take he allows his wife rest at that point. Uh, and yes, they both have jobs. Don't get me wrong. I know what y'all was trying to get at earlier, talking about when he said he had a job, blah blah. Yes, she has a job. Let's take care of the kids. We get it. He has a job too. Just let's not get caught up in semantics. What I'm saying though is he has a job where if he gets fired, then how are they going to take care of the household and food and clothing and shelter that he has to maintain that employment in order to that everybody else can live. So he's just asking for a little rest, a little uh, shut up. A little, a little rest. A little shut up. He's not asking for much. He does his part. He's in not the asking household. for much. Are you tripping? You're just saying that. Cause um, I know you know better than that. <laughs> Here is my, so here's my thing, and not to get too personal, but I had a C-section, and I'm going to assume that somebody who had multiples, the mass majority of them, had to deliver via C-section. So I'm going to assume this woman had a C-section. There are just some things in those first few weeks that you yes. cannot do at night. So he needs to get up, hand her the babies if she's going to make the bottle or whatever, change the baby. Like, there's just some things you cannot do. I think that there maybe he does need rest. I, he does. Like, he may need to sleep at night. But at the same time, he also needs to be understand, more understanding. And he probably shouldn't air out his dirty laundry, pun intended, literally, over the internet. That's just my thing. <laughs> now, I would agree with you with that. Like, it, it should have been kept private. But it sounds like to me that he's just saying, when the kids need to be fed, you, you know, take care of that. Like, let me sleep. Really? That's that's what it sounds like. A couple things going on here. So he said bruh, bruh. he's working twelve hour days. So let's assume he works seven to seven. He said something I think about getting up at six. Let's say he has a. I'll give him a thirty minute commute. It's probably longer than that. And so he's home, say ready to go at eight o'clock with the kids, and he wants to be in bed by ten. So on an average day, he's only doing. He's only with his twins two hours a day or less. That's not a lot of time. We all have kids, and we all remember those early days, especially at three weeks. It's brutal. When It's brutal. And when you are home all day with twins, no matter if you got help, it doesn't even matter because it's twins, so of course you need help. Like, you need help with one. There really aren't any breaks. I mean, at that point, you're just kind of stringing together a nap here and there. Ma'am. And I'm not, I mean, and my other issue, again, is I'm not saying this man shouldn't work. I'm not saying anything like that. But the other thing is we got to talk about Eternity leave or him just taking leave. It's like, who are you working for? What are you doing? Exactly. But maybe he doesn't have that option. That you're working somewhere where you commit that much time and you don't have any ability to take leave. Now, this gets into my thing with our work culture, with how people feel they can't take leave or feel that they always have to 
be there and, and have perfect face time because all of their energy goes into work. And I see a lot of that in this man's mm-hmm. thing. Like, I can't do this at work. I can't do that at work. It's like, well, you know, you just had twins. So you need to shift your priorities just a little. Am I saying don't go to work? No, I'm just saying it's not. It can't be the same right now. I am here for that. I Yeah. Unfortunately, maybe he needed to air his dirty laundry on the internet to see this. I do know, <laughs> you know, I do know that he's getting support from other sides, but hopefully he will see that his, the, what's going on in their household isn't just unique to them and that right. what his wife is saying is valid and that he does need to, like CO said, shift some priorities. But unfortunately, sometimes you have to be forced into that. And I'll say for me personally, as a federal employee, when we were furloughed, it helped reset a lot of stuff for me, Mm y'all, because I was able to be present. I was, couldn't work. And so I was home for what, a month? Yeah. And being there with my family and seeing what was going on, it it made me have a shift. I was one to work till seven o'clock every night, checking phones, checking emails, computer never off. And I had to reprioritize. I'm leaving work at 4.30. Two days a week, I am there until 7. But the computer goes off at a certain time. I don't turn on at night. I'll check my phone maybe once. And it took that being out of work, not knowing where my next check was going to be coming, literally having to live off of savings and then starting the company. But ultimately, being here and being home I needed that and I needed to see that. So hopefully this man will see that his family needs him just as much as they need his money. I mean, and I'm also trying to like, like his expectations are just off too. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you expect to get eight hours of sleep and you had twins three weeks ago? Well, who said anything about eight hours? Because that's what he said. He said he needs to sleep from 10 to 6. You you shouldn't expect to get two hours. Right. Like, (laughs) of course you're going to be tired. Duh. Like, what you Listen, listen, I'll... I'm dead dog tired with one, two. You have got to be kidding me! Like I don't, I don't know if they were just like, oh, twin babies, yay! Like we're gonna be fine. Everything's gonna run smoothly. I don't know if they were living in La La Land on a cloud. Like you, I, you, he, I think that that like just what you said. It's a combination of him feeling like he has to work seventy-two hours a week versus and like them not knowing that having a newborn, you're going to be sleep deprived. You're going, you're going to be tired. It is what this it is. is and I, I, I know that new parents can feel like they're the only ones going through it, but brother, you're not. Like, <laughs> we all did it. And I, and I, hats off to him because twin babies, I, y'all would find me floating in the river, reaching out to Jesus to have him come down and help me. I cannot. Like, that to me, just physically, mentally, I would not be able to handle it. No. But, then, but again, I think my, my biggest issue with him comes in with him airing out like basically dissing his wife on the internet and he may not have intended that but that's how it comes off to me you're not gonna make me feel like i'm lazy because i want to sleep at night just like you so she needs sleep too but she gotta maybe make milk and you know you can't make a lot of milk when you sleep well and and it's just like another downing of the whole birthing process and amen like it is a big deal you know our society really needs to understand that like he has two healthy babies his wife is probably recovering well he didn't mention any health issues like dude you need to chill for a second like well and he did he did mention she's not breastfeeding due to a medical condition which to let's there's a red like flag for me yeah Yeah, it's a a red flag for me that she may have hemorrhaged during c-section or something happened during delivery to where and so again that makes him seem like even more of an asshole like dude you your wife is literally like recovery yes like he's like i need sleep so i can go to work like when you say yeah sure Uh uh-huh yes this guy's getting beat up not only from y'all but from people on reddit people i wonder why i wonder why people in my online discussion group (laughs) but i just want to say a couple of things one the assumption is that he can take off from work Maybe he can't. A lot of people have jobs where they work a lot of hours. They don't make a lot of money, and they don't have the flexibility that they we have. They have a nanny. He makes money. Right. 
but he still might not have a lot of flexibility so, wait 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 let me let me stop you right there hold on just just interject my husband used to be a firefighter he literally like he had to plan out his vacation time because you can't just be like oh i'm not gonna fight fires today like it has to be planned out which again leads me to my next point i don't think they plan this out very well i don't think they thought that this was going to be this much work no, so I you there. continue but, on go I'm ahead saying, even with or without a plan Maybe he doesn't have that flexibility to where he can say to his employer, look, I need some time off. My wife How is it flexibility when she was pregnant for nine months? Right. Again, maybe they didn't plan this out, but some jobs don't allow you to go and take off any work. You look at it now, you have women who go back to work after having a baby like days later. And so the culture now is, hey, yeah, you just had a baby. Your wife just had a baby, but you need to get your butt back to work. That's the culture, unfortunately, but it is what it is. And so maybe he, he's not allowed to say, hey, I need a couple of weeks. Oh, you mean he's not strong enough to advocate for himself? It ain't about being strong. It's about, look, you either come to work or you get fired and you don't have a job. Then what is he going to do? So you have to do what your employee tells you to do. And then the other thing is a lot of people aren't giving him any credit to where maybe he's going through some stuff physically, emotionally, mentally. Yes. <sighs> yes. The woman, she, she just had a baby. Uh, this just had two babies. We know physically she's going through some stuff, uh, probably mentally, emotionally as well. But men, you know, we're just expected to suck it up and deal with it. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. And, and I, like, how is it fair? <laughs> But no, we laugh and joke about it. But the, again, it's a cultural thing. Like, how is that fair to a man that we're expected to, like, push our problems to the back? And then later on down the road, when we, like, croak and t- a turn over. Or we what have is a, he talking or we, about? Or we have, <laughs> no idea. We have like, y'all have that too, baby. He's talking about how, how, how they're stressed we, out. Like, this like is, women. Look, 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 look. This is not a pissing contest. I am saying that. Men also go through issues the same time. Depression. Maybe it's not called that. I think they do call it something like that, actually. But men do go through issues like that as well. And why are we expected to suck it up? But women get all this support from society and others. Do they? Do they? Do they? Yeah. From from us, y'all. No. From other women, from the media, like uh, we're all they need more than just oh uh, my gosh, what with, with Twilight Zone? Twilight, well, listen, bro, we need more than a two minute segment on the news. Let's be real, we need sleep, we need support, we need somebody to grab these babies. Y'all, so still, y'all still disregarding you know, what no, men go through. But, no, but here's the thing what do men go through? The same things, the same mental and emotional issues. But, no, no, but stuff. no, no, but th- some of it's hormonal too. Okay. Like, no, but there's some physiological things. Yes, I understand what you are saying, and I'm not saying that men do not have some type of shift emotionally, physically, that you don't have anxiety about parenthood. We get that. We understand that. But for you to say that women get the support that they need, and now it's woe is me, is that's not, uh, let me just finish. That's not that's not right women get way more support than no, men too many men statements. y'all just said y'all are all three of y'all are very because supportive we have women. the babies that's why yes yes all three <laughs> of y'all are very supportive of women but the minute i bring up men's problems y'all are like oh whatever laughing joking and that's like not just y'all that's like everybody like in our online discussion group that all of us are in we had other dudes being like yo suck it up man you a little punk I'm, you calling me a punk because I, I, I need some rest because I might be going through some uh, emotional and mental issues. I'm a punk because well, of that. Like, that, for real? Right? Yes, but he said. What he said. He, he didn't he say did. he was going through no emotional or mental health issues. He said he needed sleep so he can go to work. So but I'm maybe he don't, uh, no, maybe no, he don't no, want to tell y'all he, all his business. No, like he, but listen, BZ, this man right here is reading way more into this. And yeah. I, 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 you can be sympathetic, you can be empathetic, but what we're not going to do is Tyler Perry, his story right now. We're not going to yeah. do that. Nope. So here's my, no, nope. so I, I, think the point, I think the point that Lotus is getting to is like, yes, men can go through postpartum depression. That That is very real. Yeah. I've read about it. It's fine. But for women, it's an actual like physiological thing. We cannot help it. And I say that men can't help depression, but like we cannot help it. There's not like it's it's going to happen re- like regardless. So I I mean, and I get it. And I think the fact that he is airing out his dirty laundry on the internet, that means that he probably is his last resort. And he probably does need to go 
speak to a therapist. It sounds yeah. like exactly what needs to happen. And yeah. maybe get on some medication. Well, and maybe go talk to his employer and be like, what the fuck? But, yeah. um, <laughs> but I mean, I just, I can't, me being a woman going through it, I can't, and so fresh, I can't read that and be like, oh, you know what? Yes, poor him. Go get some sleep. That's dude, why I'm doing it for him. Dude, my child woke up literally every hour on the hour last night because her pacifier fell out. I feel no sympathy. I feel none. Like, <laughs> well, listen, I, but you know what? BZ and I, when, when our daughter was little, we had to have a moment. Because I be getting up, I exclusively pump y'all. That is an exhaustion like none of us. Amen. Amen. And, you know, having to get up and cycle pump uh, where you're pumping every two to four hours just to maintain, it's exhausting. And then have to get up on top of that and feed a baby while you're looking at somebody rolled over to their side. One night, I just agree. Yeah. Every yeah, single day you got that story. Problem. Well, how, how come? How, how that happen? About how we're up pumping or feeding and they sleep. Yeah. He was like, well, I think because you were pumping, you could just feed her. Nah, bro, what you going to do is you going to feed her. I'm a pump, and then we're both going back to sleep. I'm not. Well, I mean, no. Yeah. So we we had to have that moment because he 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 need BZ needed his rest too, but he had to understand we had to share that experience. Thank yeah. You. Well, and I think from and I I know for me, well now now that I have a daughter, my husband is very much like, oh she burped. Does she need to be held? No. <laughs> and go. But with my other two kids, I did have to say like, dude, I'm still recovering from a C-section. I can't just get up like, sit up and then feed the baby i have you have to help me up you have to help me isn't so, that the worst yeah so he I, he had to understand like i can't just get up and go like i used to that's not that's not what happens with a c-section but yeah no and i and part of me does feel bad for him but at the same time it's like you're going through literally what everybody else is going through but just times two how did you not nobody told you the entire nine months <laughs> like, hey dude newborns are exhausted are exhausting you have two so i don't know is that's I think that's one of those things where it's just a case of men are from Mars and women are from Venus and we'll never understand each other's struggle. Hey, dude, you got a friend in me. <laughs> well, hey, listen, to all of our male listeners, lean in real close, real close. Get real close to your, to your speaker. Do not complain to your wife about pain, not sleeping. Just don't do it. Go to your male friend. Go to a therapist. Just don't do it to your wife because she's not going to be like, I just shoved out a baby. I don't feel any remorse for you. Just sit back and be thoughtful of your words before you speak them out loud in that newborn period. So can somebody pass the collection plate, please? I'm just saying, like, I, I hope I hope y'all received that. Uh, men folk, I hope y'all received that. Y'all heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the plate on moving. Keep it moving. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no. You will not reap the benefits of our building fund. <laughs> Moving on. So we, that's it for our hot topics. So what we're going to move on now to is our next segment called Hit It or Quit It. And I will start with you, Lotus. Yo, okay. So you just caught me off guard, for real. <laughs> um, <laughs> wants to come back to you? No, I'm going to, what I'm going to say for my uh, Hit It or Quit It is it's spring break, y'all. The kids are Dang, home. Dang, really? Yes. Wow, our spring break was like a month ago. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so they are off around Easter for the next six days. And yeah. uh, it's going to be interesting in this household. So y'all keep us lifted. We're going to try to keep this job occupied. And yeah, pray for us because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we will pray for you. See y'all. My headed or quitted is the District of Columbia's Emancipation Day, which is Tuesday, April 16th. Oh, um, it's when the slaves were freed in the district. And, you know, I work for the D.C. Gov, so I get that day off. Oh, hey. <laughs> Be easy. I just want to send a shout out to all of my fellow people who were fortunate enough to be born in the greatest month of the year. Also, the month that my dear, sweet, beautiful, smart, intelligent child was born. Also, the month that yours truly, uh, BZ, a.k.a. your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster, a.k.a. B-E-Z, <laughs> was born in as well. That is the month of April, the month of the Ram, the month of Aries and Taurus. Yeah, we, we here. Oh, Lord, my least two favorite signs. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and I live with them both. 
Although, I, okay, so real quick, I will say though, those are my two, like my mom is an Aries and some of my closer friends are Taurus. So, I mean, clearly I don't dislike them that much. <laughs> we are wonderful people and we know it. All right, all right. Oh, put put your horns down. Put them down. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> So my hated or quit it is, so I read a story about a mother who was refused entry into a high school because she was wearing a headscarf and a t-shirt dress. Mm-hmm. Now she's trying to make a legitimate argument as to why she was refused entry. I want her to take that L and sit down. Yeah. There is like, and I'm one who I go to the carpool in pajamas, but I know full well, I'm not going actually into the schoolhouse. So I want her to take this L and just sit down and stop making the whole, like I can wear whatever I want movements. A thing it's it's not it's it's not lady just you should have gone into the school appropriately dressed so i think that just about wraps it up for all of us does anybody have any closing thoughts nope i'm good ceo i know you're ready for gto i mean got my bad <laughs> <laughs> oh, that ball what? i mean oh yeah <laughs> Yes, I like I said like i think i mentioned earlier i got to catch up on a few episodes then i'm diving right in to to season 8 yeah, not my thing. Winter but, uh, is shout here. Shout out to y'all, though. I want everybody to lean in real close again, one more time. For those of us who are waiting to watch the entire series as a whole, me, myself included, do not post any spoilers. Don't do it. Just wait until, oh, like, I give it a year. It. I don't, who does that? Like, where did you grow up? be like, see, in episode three, such and so said, and such and so died. Like, why? Why are you <laughs> ruin it for everybody? Just keep them to yourself. Just go in your little Game of Thrones like chat rooms and do it that way. Just, I don't post it for everybody to see. So, with that being said, we're gonna go around let the people know where they can find you. Be easy. We'll start with you since you were last the last time and you were wrong. Also, again in this episode, go ahead. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Mtown Rep One on Twitter and Mtown Rep on Instagram. That's M T O W N R E P. All right, Lotus, you. Hey, y'all can find me on Instagram at Soulful Life. That is S O L E F U L L L I F E. Hope to see you soon. Hey, uh, CO. You can find me, C-O Esquire, everywhere, and y'all need to get up on that Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at I'm a Texas Buckeye, A-M-A-T-I, wow, I-M-A-T-E-X-A-S-B-U-C-K-E-Y-E. And you can find, where can we find the podcast? Are we on, we're on everything, right? Facebook, yep. Instagram, and Twitter. So make sure y'all listen, subscribe, and share, please. Let's get this ball rolling. And that is it for this episode. Bye, y'all. Bye. Peace.